Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello all and welcome to the Shall We Read a Poem. I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. I went back and listened to some of our earlier episodes and I don't have as much vibrato as, <laughs> uh, as I do now. This development has been yes. getting more and more uh, extreme as we've been going along. Hi. Russ. <laughs> Russ. Dis. Well, apparently you met someone famous. Well, internet famous. Our kind of internet famous. Someone well, featured on the podcast. Uh, yeah, well, we talked about her back in episode 41, but we called her that lady. <laughs> that lady, that's right. <laughs> because that lady ate at a particular restaurant. Yes. I was at a digital marketing conference that was mostly focused on search marketing and it was pretty doom and gloom it was just kind of like well google's trying to make it so they're not really doing search anymore and you'll never have to click on a link again but it's not doing it very well it was nice while it lasted yeah they're like you want to search for a web page not anymore google's gonna be like here's what you need to know i'll tell you what you need to know and it might not be right um, <laughs> but the person who gave the last talk was this man named Rand Fishkin, and I, it, during the talk, he talked about his, just briefly mentioned how much he loved his wife, Geraldine, and then I was like, that's right, he's married to Geraldine of Everywhereist. She wrote that incredibly funny article about Leche, El... Yeah, br- brothers, the brothers, brothers, the brothers. It was hilarious, and the response was hilarious. So I've been a fan of hers. And then, as I saw, I saw Rand Fishkin after the conference, and I, as I was going, I was like, "Hey, uh, thanks for your talk. I really liked your message, which was kind of like, well, Google's hoovering up all the information and doesn't want us to search for anything again." And your response was kind of like, "Eh, fuck 'em." <laughs> Just fuck it. Stop worrying about it. And I appreciated that. Well, I mean, Same he wasn't he, w- he wasn't like, fuck him, don't worry about it, as in, like, this isn't a problem. He was just like, you're not going to win at this game. Uh, so <laughs> try going back to old, older methods of marketing uh, and relationship building and things like that. And I was like, I really appreciated that message because that's kind of what I want to do anyway. And then this woman crept out from behind him. And I was just like, whoa, 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 are you Geraldine? And the conversation went to talking about how Rand made a good speech to, oh my gosh, you're the best. We had your funny-ass article on our idiot podcast. I know, I was like, <laughs> and we called you that lady. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to have to link this in the show notes again. But yeah. the, uh, the, this article was entitled, We Eat at the Worst Michelin-Starred Restaurant Ever. And what makes it funny is that the proprietor of Brothers posted an equally hilarious response yes it was something it was the gist of the response was along the lines of like our food art is just too cool for you you wouldn't yeah. understand i love that yeah it's like i didn't like this thing it's not for you job done yeah like you don't have the, you are immune to criticism exactly if you just say you're not the audience i love it well it's not even just you're not the audience it is that you're not good enough to be the audience. But either way, I love both approaches. It's like this this scenario plays out as humanity should. I'm going to make fun of you. You're going to mock me. That's it. 
I get to laugh at both sides and it makes me happy. Presumption. Imagine going to like Taco Bell and being like, I don't like this food. This tastes like dog shit. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> what did you expect? It's 3 a.m. and your Honda Civic is missing a wheel. <laughs> I'm sure there are some Taco Bell workers who've just been like, "Yep, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> what do you want? What do you want me to do? I don't get paid enough to refute this or pretend that it's great. So, thank you to Geraldine for your article. You're great, Geraldine. Thank you for Rand for your opinion on how uh, Google is a faceless monster that we cannot possibly combat. Yeah. So fuck it, which I appreciated. So it should be noted that we did not come by Geraldine's article by Googling, and we came by it organically because it was just so funny that it spread its tentacles throughout the internet. It's true. I couldn't... Everybody was reposting it because it was delightful. Everybody well, likes to see we... an arrogant motherfucker taken down. Well, what are we talking about today? We are doing Little Abigail and the Beautiful Pony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that broke me. That was... <laughs> it was just such a turn. It looked like we were going from the, this Michelin-starred restaurant sucks to here's a pony! <laughs> there was a girl named Abigail who was taking a drive through the country with her parents when she spied a beautiful, sad-eyed, gray and white pony. And next to it was a sign that says, For sale. Cheap. Oh, said Abigail, may I have that pony? May I please? And her parents said, no, you may not. And Abigail said, but I must have that pony. And her parents said, well, you can't have that pony, but you can have a nice butter pecan ice cream cone when we get home. And Abigail said, I don't want a butter pecan ice cream cone. I want that pony. I must have that pony. And her parents said, be quiet and stop nagging. You're not getting that pony. And Abigail began to cry and said, If I don't get that pony, I'll die. And her parents said, You won't die. No child ever died yet from not getting a pony. And Abigail felt so bad that when they got home, she went to bed. And she couldn't eat. And she couldn't sleep. And her heart was broken. And she did die. All because of a pony that her parents wouldn't buy. And in parentheses, this is a good story to read to your folks when they won't buy you something you want. And the illustration! Perhaps for the first time ever, Shel Silverstein has drawn a child looking pretty. <laughs> there's Beatific a, almost! Yeah, there's a girl in bed. She has this adorable upturned nose, large lips curly mass of hair she's in a fancy bed and above her is a poster that has a drawing of a pony and it says that pony that they wouldn't buy me too late exclamation point and then on the following <laughs> page there are two weeping parents and the mother says oh if she were only alive i would buy her a hundred a hundred ponies and her father is kneeling on the ground weeping Oh, what fools we were. I am so glad you tackled this poem because I didn't have the foggiest idea what to do with it. <laughs> well, why am I reading it? Russ, I don't know. We're running out of poems. 
<laughs> We're running out of clothes. <laughs> well, I actually can talk a little bit about this. All right. I love when babies get frustrated and extremely mad, they can go through cyanotic spells, uh, which is where they scream and cry so loud and so hard that they pass out. Oh, yeah. They probably hyperventilate. Yeah. <laughs> and parents freak the fuck out when this happens and i remember when i worked in the children's hospital like we would have parents bring kids in when they did this because they're unresponsive like they pat it's a complete pass out yeah and then they come back and they recover but you know the parents are still scared so like oh my god my baby just died for a minute you know it's like that's where their head goes and here comes the baby it's like no they do that till they're like three and then they sort of quit and it's a damn shame that we've lost that ability To just, to just, you can't even, so you don't. Wouldn't that be great if you're just in the middle of a store and someone starts screaming so hard that they just collapse to the ground? <laughs> I don't know if that's, like, do we want it to be an ability? That's not really an ability. That's it's a bug, not a feature. Sometimes bugs are features. I mean, it might be nice if I'm really upset to just be able to pass out so I don't have to be upset anymore. I feel like it would be a great way to emphasize that you are the most upset you can possibly be. <laughs> Get the vapors. There's nothing worse than being angry and not being taken seriously. Like, that takes yeah. you to a whole new level of anger. Yeah. And, but being able to scream until you lose consciousness. <laughs> it's like, imagine you're yelling in someone's face and they just collapse to the ground. It would be <laughs> such a shock to the system. Like, the wind would be taken out of you. It's like, oh, no, I've killed them. And th- then, like, the, the argument kind of ends organically. I mean, that might actually happen sometimes where you do kill someone, someone with a heart problem. <laughs> Secondary to arguing at them. Yes. Oh, man. Did you I hear... saw a baby do it once. It was great. It's been... <laughs> it sounded like it was being strangled. <laughs> I wonder if, you, if the parent knows what's going on, there's probably a certain level of relief. Yeah, yeah, there is. And I would, fortunately, when I saw the baby do this, I knew that babies did this. And so, but it was really fun to watch it. Tra- it sounded like a movie sound effect. It was, ah! and like, and, and the voice just trailed away, but it like kept screaming. It's like, I'm so angry. I'm going to scream at you into the upside down. What did, so the, did the parent know what was going on? Were you able to reassure the parent or was mm-hmm. the parent yeah. chill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just spoke with authority or something. But yeah, yeah. well, that good for you. That's good. Oh no, it's fine. Don't worry. It's not dead. Did you hear about the Kansas, the Marion County record, the Kansas newspaper that got raided by the police because they were investigating the police chief and some yes, other allies of the police? Well, <laughs> did you know that the co-owner of the newspaper actually dropped dead not long after the her home was raided because she was so upset about it? Oh my god, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Like a day or so after the raid, she was so upset, she she just dropped in the middle of a conversation and died. That's insane. Yeah. You're talk- talking to someone face-to-face and they die. Yeah. Like, your boring-ass face was the last thing this human being saw. What a, <laughs> what a blow to the system. And then the person she was talking to died, and the, thus the curse was passed. I mean, it does feel a little bit like a curse. Like It does. Yeah, like yeah, that's they, horror movie territory. Like, the, the police are are part of some conspiracy, and they're out to get you, and then... You, so you have nowhere to turn, and then you die. 
you die mysteriously and suddenly. Speaking of dying mysteriously and suddenly from curses, uh, we've lost Pregozin. I know. <laughs> you want Don't to explain know who, who he... saw that one coming? Yeah, I know. But... Do you want to explain who Pregozin is? Yes, he is the, uh, the the commander of the Wagner Mercenary Group, who led the briefest of coups uh, recently. In the uh, he's, he's has been fighting in the Ukraine, but apparently Putin wasn't paying his soldiers, and so he decided to turn his tanks around and head towards Moscow, and then stopped six hours later in the biggest boner kill of this entire. I conflict. know it got exciting, and then it really just fizzled out. And so then Putin and him get on TV together and they're like, nah, don't worry, we've buried the hatchet, I've forgiven you. And apparently he didn't drink the tea at that press conference and so he didn't get to take down the polonium, which is Putin's preferred method of dispatch, and instead got on a plane some weeks later and they shot him with a goddamn missile right out of the sky. So I... Um on Blue Sky, for those of you who have jumped ship <laughs> from Twitter, and if you haven't, you should, Brett Devereaux posted, Yeah, so once you are safely in the provinces with your rebellious legions, you do not, in fact, return to Rome unarmed to attend meetings of the Senate on day trips. You stay in the provinces with your legions. <laughs> <sighs> what proportion of deaths in Russia are now just falling out of windows? I mean, that's not what happened to this guy. No, no, it's not. But I mean, there's going to be more. More people are going to fall out of windows. He fell out of the sky, but not not a window. Maybe he did fall out of a window. Maybe he got blown out of an airplane window when the missile hit his plane. (laughs) So my roommate really enjoys uh, murder mysteries and whodunits and things (laughs) like that. And so... So is it enjoying this one? Well, so we were talking about it. Okay, so we were talking about it, and guess where we were talking about it? You don't have to guess. Well, I'm just going to tell you, we went to the, the Portland Merc- Embassy? No, we went to the oh. per- Portland Mercado, and we're looking at dogs getting dressed up in costumes because it was a doggy, <laughs> it was a doggy I fashion saw those show. Photos. Those are so cute. <laughs> it was a doggy fashion show benefiting a group that provides veterinary services to the unhoused and their pets. And so we're sitting there with burritos watching these dogs be cute. And she's like, what if he just faked his death? (laughs) It sounds like a wild thing this man would do. And I was just like, I love you. And that's totally not what happened. But that is that is such a great story. It would be a lot of fun if, like, two weeks from now, he just pops up and freaking Bella Bruce is like, ha ha! Yeah, I mean, I was like, if I faked my death, I would never appear again. I would have just... You know, change my identity or something else, and my room is like, I don't think he can do that. Or like he's got the Zorro <laughs> thing happening, where now it's like yeah. he shows up in a black hat and a mask, and you know, swipes a freaking pee into yeah. He has to let him's door. Yeah, I don't think he can. He cannot let himself be be known. He is that sort of man. I mean, he couldn't stay away. He was safe. He was yeah. relatively safe, and then decided to go into Russia. He got one get-out-of-jail-free card, and after that, you never... Like, imagine. Imagine the hubris where he's like, don't worry, me and Putin are buddies now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, it feels like reality is... Like, I don't know. I I, I can't say it by jinxing it, but it feels like... Like we're edging back towards the good reality. On other interesting Russian war news today, uh, a man defected 
with yeah. a helicopter. Yeah. By, he, he apparently apparently planned this for about six months. He got his family out of Russia. He was flying on a mission with some people. He murdered all of them and yes. flew the helicopter to Ukraine and was like, here you go. This dude is what the what the hell's that guy's name? I remember that headline where Ukraine was like, "Hey, Russia, you remember that missing helicopter guy? He's here now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russia told the people that the pilot the pilot had gotten disoriented, and that's why it landed in Ukraine. Oh, they got confused Lonely. and had to land immediately. I was hoping we could like I could give this like shout out this guy's name, but oh, uh, no, I don't think they would. Why would they release that? Well, because everyone knows. It's like Ukraine knows and Russia knows he's the one who's missing and stole a helicopter. Well, there are several that are missing because the, they're the dead ones, too. Ah, uh, I was hoping it's like just the pilot. Well, surely it'd be the pilot. Like, run-the-mill soldiers don't know how to fly a helicopter, do they? I guess so, but that doesn't mean that the people he was with were run-of-the-mill soldiers. Well, this dude's going to be awesome. Man, helicopter pilots rock. What was I just thinking of the other day? Uh, I was going to talk about the uh, about that one trans helicopter pilot who kept ending up in like Forrest Gump kind of situations, like covered the O.J. Simpson chase and then covered the 1992 riots and well maybe it's just because it all happened in California. Anyway, yeah. that's Zoe Turr. <laughs> so, all right, you see, this is a trans woman. Uh, yes. Uh, let's there see. are a lot of trans women ones. named Zoe, I have to say. She. There we go. She. Yeah, there are a lot of trans women named Zoe. Seems to be a, a common chosen name of people of our generation. Well, I don't know. Do, do we need uplifting thoughts? That was a pretty uplifting episode. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you feel about murdering all the other people in your helicopter. I mean, if they're Russian soldiers, I feel pretty okay about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Oh, and we didn't even mention the... Like, we've got Giuliani's mugshot now. Oh, yeah. I, w- I kind of wish the camera were better quality. Not me. Oh, <laughs> man, that's going to look so good. Like on like a Banksy spray paint. Zero resolution. The entire image is 18 pixels. Like, that's going to look fucking awesome. That's so going to be so easily reprintable. I'm part of this one <laughs> signal group chat uh-huh. and my f- friend posted two things right next to each other one was about deep sea baby octopuses taking about two years to hatch and right after it there was the guardian article with giuliani's mugshot and they actually might have been the same post, and I would just stood there very confused for a while, being like, what is she saying about Giuliani that she also is posting about these deep-sea octopuses? And so I said it was confused, and then another person in the chat drew tentacles on Giuliani and was like, here we go. I was like, "This okay, this still doesn't make any sense, but that's great. Well, I was going to say, they can both ink. <laughs> can all octopuses ink? I don't know. I was just thinking of Rudy sweating hair dye. <laughs> that was true. Oh God! Ugh. Wouldn't that be great? Like, it, like he tr- Trump tries to approach him in the courtroom, and he just like <laughs> and flees. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know Rudy could ink. <laughs> so we're recording too early. I guess we're gonna have Trumps tomorrow. Man, you talk about a land. Oh, that's a T-shirt. I uh, such a t-shirt that's gonna be that you know that stupid Che Guevara t-shirt this is gonna put that to fucking shame man oh 
God, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just completely railroaded you. Oh, um, the first president, Republican presidential debate is tonight. Oh. And I've been looking at people live tweeting. Well, not live tweeting it. Live skeeting it, as we say on Blue Sky. <laughs> and apparently it is it all all the shit show you would think it was where a lot of them are just like yay trump boo global warming them trying to like out conspiracy one another it, it does kind of sound like that and anytime someone tries to say something reasonable the other the other a pile others pile on and are like no 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 we're totally in on the conspiracy we don't there will be no reasonableness here Hawaii was burned down by a moon laser. You mean you believe in the moon? Like, that'd be awesome. Exactly that sort of thing. The person who I am uh, watching, live tweeting it, her name is Laura Jadid. And she's just like, this is hilarious. What is everybody else doing rather than (laughs) watching this? And I'm like, well, I don't really want to listen to them. So I went to a doggy fashion show. Then I'm going to report a podcast because i don't want to listen to those fuckheads maybe maybe if there was a group of people i could watch and we could all heckle together i would do it but by myself certainly i'm not watching that mystery science theater yeah